One of the most important facets of any business is customer service. In business, you are not only selling a product or a service, but an experience. Providing exceptional customer service and developing real relationships with your clients means increased sales, retain customers, new customers via word of mouth, and a positive reputation. You're listening to the Focus on Customer Experience Podcast. Podcast. Benjamin Del Grosso gives you the ins and outs of one of the most underlooked aspects in business today. Improve your customer service and watch your business skyrocket. Two, one. Benjamin Del Grosso. Today we got Bryce McKinley. Bryce is uh, runs REI Results Academy. Wrote a book, The Five Hour Flip, and is I don't know. I guess I guess we could call him one of the kings of real estate in Texas, right? So why don't yeah. you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about about you, Bryce McKinley. I don't know if I would say I'm a king. But I've definitely been blessed with the ability to figure out some really cool things, man. So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Bryce McKinley. I'm an international keynote speaker, six-time international best-selling author. But first and foremost, I'm a husband and a dad and serial entrepreneur. I've been up and down and all around. And I don't claim to know it all, Ben, but I know what it takes. I know what it takes. So I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I could tell you, you're very active on Facebook. You're always trying to inspire people. Uh, watching some of your 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 videos that you're always doing, and and uh, you know, even like yesterday, you know, you said, "What can I remove to so I can make my next move?" I thought that was pretty cool because you're just trying to inspire people. You're trying to get people thinking, trying to get people to take action. That's what it boils down to, man. I mean, if you're not moving, you're sitting still. And if you're sitting still, you're growing mold, man. You're you're getting old, you're growing old, and you're growing mold. So you got to keep moving. You got to keep pushing, you know? So, I mean, just trying to think here. Uh, what is uh, What is something, you know, like, what's been your most memorable experience as a customer? Like, if you've gone in and, and you bought something or, or had an experience, is there something that, that really sticks out to you is something that blew you away. Hmm. You know, for me, I, I, I'm a consummate sales professional. So I have to, you know, I, I tend to evaluate the staff a little bit differently. I tend to want to be sold. And uh, I, I think one of the most memorable experiences as a customer was probably uh, just going through the experience of like buying a vehicle and and measuring the different levels of experience that different salesmen have um i i'll never forget the very first like new car experience that i had i i remember going to the dealership with my dad and and i i think i was 15 and I remember going to the dealership and the salesman, while he was friends of a friends of my dad's, he treated us like he was his best friend. And, and not only did he know his product, but he didn't like talk about the product and the features and benefits as much as he talked about me and got to know me, right? You know, they say, 
if you're more interested versus interesting, that you have much better conversations. And, and that was the experience that really sticks out at me is my first uh, new car that I bought at 15, my dad co-signed and um, the salesman just walked me through an experience where he got to know me, he spent the time understanding my needs, my wants, my current reality versus my desired reality. And then tailored his presentation around that, you know? So yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, cause I know the first time you and I talked, you know, my friend, Benjamin Austin connected us. He's like, you got to get Bryce on the show. He's awesome. Right. And we talked. And the first thing you, you said to me was tell me about Ben, what makes Ben. And it was like, Oh, cool. Like, you know, and you were just genuinely interested in, you know, who I am, what I do, what got me to where I am today kind of thing. Right. And yeah. I thought that was awesome. It was just the way you're trying, we're trying to connect, trying to talk, trying to get to know people. Right. And you are genuinely interested, which, you know, that shows you for your character. I appreciate that. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I I practice what I preach, you know, and, and when, when people have said that, you know, I am one of the best sales trainers and coaches in the world, you know, don't just take my word for it. It's because I practice what I preach, you know, and, and I genuinely want to know who you are and what makes you tick, because that's the only way that I can truly help you. And I think that that's really what makes a memorable experience, because, you know, one thing that us humans have, and whether it's a fault or not, is we love to talk about ourselves. You ever have been in a conversation with someone and they're like, oh yeah, I do that and I do this and I do this. And it's like, uh, it's almost overwhelming, right? (laughs) I would say early on in a lot of my friendships, I would uh, talk way too much about myself and then I genuinely had zero interest in them. And then I kind of realized, hey, you know, it's gotta be like an even Steven or whatever, right? You know. I need to genuinely be interested in what they're doing and in order for us to be friends and they need to genuinely be interested in, in myself as well. And once I started realizing that, you know, if I had no interest in them, then obviously I probably shouldn't be friends with these people. Right. But once you start realizing that, then you start having some real good friendships, you start building on it. Yeah. And that's, yeah, to me, that's gold. That's awesome. Right. That's how you build long-term relationships, long-term friendships. That's like, even being in a networking group that I'm in right now, a lot of times I'm getting people on the podcast. I'm getting to learn about them. And when you and I had the pre-interview, someone within my networking group was looking for commercial real estate in Texas. And I was like, Hey man, I'm going to recommend Bryce McKinley. Right. And I'm sure he reached out. Hopefully, hopefully he got the information he needed. And realistically, that's all because it just, I got to know you and I got to know who you are, what you do. And to me, that's what it's all about. It's the network, right? Yeah, yeah that's it. I mean, they say your net worth is your network, you know, and, and a lot of times I, yeah, I could, I could spend hours talking about that. <laughs> that's not the purpose of this call. <laughs> it's all good, man. You know what? This is, I, I keep it open, right? So, but, um, you know, uh, let's just, let's go. Uh, when you look around at the world today, what has stood out to you as the biggest change in how we interact as customers? as human beings i think that there's two major shifts that i've seen you know and that is this one things have went 
so technologically advanced that people are more skeptical. And what I mean by that is there's so much data, right? We're data-driven. We're a data-driven culture, this human nature. We want to know like the thing, does it solve this? Does it amplify this? Does it benefit this? And I think that one of the biggest changes in how our customer interactions work is we've just subsided with a customer experience and we've kind of subsided to that's just the way that it is. Meaning like if they're not nice to us, well, we just need to accept it because there's someone else that they would rather deal with. And we really want this product or service, right? And so, you know, when you think of like automotive sales, for example, like most car salesmen nowadays aren't even commissioned salesmen. They're paid a small salary. The guy at the top is making all the money because the guy at the bottom, the car salesman, doesn't understand how the dealership is structured. And the customer thinks that they're winning because there's no negotiating necessary. In reality, if they only knew, like there's a lot of wiggle room, right? But because society as a customer is like, I don't want to negotiate. I feel like I'm getting taken advantage of. It's like, well, if you just understood business or you understood profits and loss margins, right? And, and things of that nature, like you would actually create a better relationship with the person that you worked with versus the guy that's going to get paid the same whether he makes a friend with you or not yeah <laughs> no never go into an old navy or a mcdonald's and wonder why they're not as nice as they were 10 years ago is because they don't care about you oh like, yeah they're going to get paid the same whether you take their product or service or not that'd be and like expecting amazon to have a relationship with amazon you're talking exactly. to a robot. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. No, and that's the thing, right? I mean, there's a lot of the dealerships have gone to this like salary and and you know, like a small commission. And a lot of them, you a lot of them, they're not building that culture of of developing that relationship, right? Like, and that's what you strive to do. You strive to build that relationship with, with the client, right? That's what makes you you. And that's that to me is what makes you unique. And, and I feel like that's a lost art. We're turning into this whole transactional experience now where it's all about the transaction and we're not getting to know each other anymore. And, and it's, it, it is different, you know? And, you know, people have this thinking that Amazon's the cheapest price, but, but Amazon isn't the cheapest price, but we're like programmed into thinking it is. Because it's convenient. Yeah, it's convenient. I don't need to talk to anybody I can describe the thing. You know, it's like... I can click buy it now and it'll be at my doorstep tomorrow. But, you know, I had someone on the podcast the other day that told me they sell a $2.50 coffee and someone pays $6 to get it delivered to their door because they don't yeah. want to go pick up a $2.50 coffee. I'm going, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so right now, me scenario. And, and we wonder why there's a 1% versus a 99%. The 99% are thinking they're taking advantage of convenience in reality, they're separating that, that divide even further because of their own selfish egotistical manners, you know? So. So what is one thing you do or have done to provide a positive experience? 
gosh. That's a, that's a little broad. That's a broad question. Um, uh, I mean, <laughs> you, you no, I don't mean it in a negative way. I, oh, I, no, it's I, all good. You know, for me, you know, I, unlike a lot of people in business, one of my weaknesses is and has always been relationships because I'm super high visionary. I, I see things from 50,000 foot and I keep moving above and hovering over them. And I think that's helped me be, you know, uber successful. And at the same time, it hasn't always created the greatest relationships long-term with like my clients or whatever. But at the same time, I think that, you know, if those that lean in and see the, you know, genuine side of me, right. It's like, I, I want to not only be their friend, but I want to see people succeed. And so I think as far as like a positive experience goes, I mean, heck, my company's name is REI Results, right? Real Estate Investment Results. For those that are serious about working with me, I've had a 100% success rate in our coaching and mentoring program, not because I have the greatest checks and balances, but because I give people the simple tools to get results faster and maintain and build a business, right? Uh, so I, the, the one thing that I've done is I've really simplified the structure of an entrepreneur's journey. You know, I mean, no matter if you're selling widgets, cars, roofs, siding, windows, or houses like real estate, like myself, there's really only a few steps that happen every single time. And when people grasp that really quick, they get tremendous results. You know, unlike a lot of the other real estate coaches or mentors that have this like, you know, very generic approach and it all feels warm and fuzzy. Sometimes I'm a little rough around the edges and I give it to you straight and tell you to get your butt in gear. Just go do the thing that gets results. And, and I think that that's probably the most positive experience somebody can can get when they don't make it personal and they look at it that it's just business. I'm just trying to help you do the thing that you want to do and that's be successful, you know? So when I think of a positive experience, it's like, yes, I get to know, like in our pre-call that you experience it. Ben, I love you, bro. I want to make sure that we're a good fit, right? And then when I'm like, okay, I see where your heart is. Let's do this. I'm going to pour as much as I can into your audience and hopefully get them to shift you know, I don't believe in mindset, Ben. I believe in a mind shift. And if you can always be shifting and always be open to the other side of the coin, well, then you can live as like there's no expectations. There's always another explanation. And when you can live like that, you can have your own experience to your desired reality, you know? Yeah. So I think what you're saying, though, is, yeah, like maybe you're not all uh, fluffy and, and, uh, you know, maybe you're rough around the edges, I think is what you're kind of saying. You might be a little bit more, is it the word brash or whatever with people? But at the same time, sometimes people need that kick in the ass, yeah. right? You and, know what I mean? Not, and I'm not brash from a place of like rude or short or disrespectful. I'm, I'm brash from a position of like, you're telling me that you don't think you can do it. Well, what do you think it's going to take? Well, then go do that. Yeah, because you know? really that's what it is. You just got to do it. And that's what a lot of people, I've had people when I started doing YouTube videos, and they said, oh, you know, you you know, you should do some more practice and be more <laughs> polished. Well, no, like you just got to do it. 
And then once you start doing it, you build the confidence and you continuously get better. I look back at some of my first YouTube videos and I'm like, man, these are bad. <laughs> but I don't know what it is. One of them's got 1400 views now. And I'm like, okay, well, I did something right on that video, right? But the thing is, is you just, once you take action, you start building up that confidence. You start getting better and better and better at it. And that's the thing. That's the difference is you can either not take action and keep talking about how you need to get better at something before you do it. Or you can just take action, do it and just fumble into learning it and getting better, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel the same way. I, I mean, I look back at my live streams. I mean, I wear a backwards hat for a reason because I do a live stream every day or two. <laughs> and I look back and it's like, God, I was fat that year. Or, geez, like spit it out already, Bryce, you know? Come on, Coach Sharpen. I, I give myself a hard time. And I look back though, and and that's the really, I think one of the big differences, Ben, that, you know, somebody that's successful versus somebody that hasn't is the person that's had success, they're not comparing themselves to anybody else. Like, you know, I've been hired by some of the greatest minds in the world to teach them how to speak better from stage, for example. But as a speaker and as a coach, like I don't compare myself to Tony Robbins, or I don't compare myself to Les Brown or Dr. Eric Thomas, right? Those guys have hired me and I've worked and done events with them side by side as the co-keynote. So that doesn't make them any better than me. They've done it a little longer than me. But what I get to look at and why I think that people like us that have success, whether it's mild, medium, or, you know, great success is that we get to look back and see wow how far have i come and be proud of that moment not prideful but proud of the steps and growth that we've had and that helps build that confidence that pushes you to that next level yeah it's it's the transformation right and it's the continuous improvement of learning from every single step in the journey a lot of people will continuously make the same mistake over and over again and never improve. But I look back at everything and go, man, what can I do better from that? Or, Hey, look, man, that Bryce guy is doing these daily videos. Maybe I should start doing that and inspiring people, you know, and you keep, look. I keep looking at other people and seeing, Hey, what can I do better to continuously improve myself? What is something that somebody else is doing to inspire me? And to me, it's all about that transformation. What's going to, continuously improve yourself every single day yeah for sure for sure so, you know i once said my my video i'm going to do today is actually um about this topic right here and that is this you don't go to opportunity you grow to opportunity that's fire i'm about to do a live stream as soon as we get off of this <laughs> you don't go to opportunity you grow to opportunity because the next opportunity is, is the next opportunity is just merely, you know, the world and up op, and opportunities that are now available to what you can manage and or handle. And sometimes it may feel overwhelming. Sometimes it may not work out the best way, but that moment is exactly what you're ready for, you know? And, and I believe that God has got us all on this earth for a reason and a purpose. And so each and every step along the way is literally a part of his plan. And while it may seem overwhelming, I mean, there's a valley between every mountaintop anyways. So just keep walking. 
just keep taking steps. It's crazy. So the other day, I told the rep that the the business has slowed down a little bit the last week and a half and whatever. And then I put in this big order the next day and he goes, I thought you said business was slow. And I go, yeah. He goes, well, why are you making a big order? And I go, dude, I'm not, I'm not a short-term thinker just because I'm having a slow week. Doesn't mean that I can't plan for the next three months. And he goes, yeah, but, uh, okay. You just, you confused me. I'm like, well, you, you like, I said, that's a problem. Just because you're having a slow week doesn't mean you go, oh, okay, I'm not going to order any product. Or or no, you can't think about the next week. You got to think long-term. You got to look at what's three months from now, six months from now. Where do you want the business to be a year from now? And that's the thing. And he was, he's like, awesome. <laughs> like, dude, I just gave you money. <laughs> like, you know? And I think, I think that's one of the big differences too, the businesses that succeed and the businesses that fail you know, the old saying, when the t- when the times are tough, the tough get going. It's like, so times are tough and you're going to pull back on your marketing. You don't think that everybody else is feeling the same way. That's when you should be stepping it up and readjusting and adding more fuel to that flame that you have at least existing now. You know? Oh yeah, man. I mean, I, I looked at it like we're slow and usually every Sunday I'm packed. I'm busy, four or five jobs, right? This Sunday I had nothing. And I'm like, wow, what am I going to do? And I'm like, well, good thing I got the whiteboard. So I made YouTube videos. I made a YouTube intro video. I made a whole bunch of changes to SEO on the website. I, you know, tweaked a couple blogs, changed a couple different things. And, you know, most people, when I, I think about when I was growing up, working at a car audio shop back in the day, and it'd be like, oh, it's dead. What are we going to do? Oh, whatever. Cruise the internet, I guess. I don't know hang out, do nothing, man. It's so boring. Hey, who let someone go on a coffee run, you know, and you do nothing. And I look at all that wasted time of stuff. I could have been doing, could have been investing in the company then. And now I'm, I'm in the driver's seat and I'm in control. So I have to make sure to take action. Cause if I just stand around and do that, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not moving forward. So yeah, it's awesome. So I know I'm this big, this next question, is there a book you've read that has influenced your life? And I remember when we chatted in our pre-interview, you had three books. <laughs> I don't remember what books that I told you, but I'm going <laughs> to, you know, but, I, yeah. I, I'll tell you this. I, I, the number one book that has absolutely been the most influential in my life is the Bible. Yeah. You know? I mean, at the end of the day, whether you adhere to the principles or religion or doctrine, nobody can deny that the Bible has been, is, and always will be the number one best-selling book. I mean, it's a it's a guide on family values, personal relationships, business, investing, love, joy, peace, like all the things that people want, like how to travel, like how to travel. Yeah, there's actually, you could actually read the Bible and it will show you what is your best options and how to travel, right? It says to go two by two, like, because a man alone, you know, a threefold cord is stronger than anything alone, right? Like it tells you to travel with friends. Like, come on now. Oh, right? yeah. Like, don't, don't make me preach. Um, you know, the Bible is hands down the most influential book. Um, another book that has really changed my life would be, um, the book called Multipliers by Liz Wiseman. 
Um, it's, it's all about how you manage and see and understand people in and around your organization and in your life. And, um, you know, I'm going to give you four <laughs> boundaries by Dr. Henry, uh, cloud, uh, teach you how to set expectations and, 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 uh, set boundaries so you don't get taken advantage of, or when you do what you learn from it. Right. And then, uh, last, like, you know, expert secrets and dot com secrets by uh, my friend Russell Brunson. So, yeah, yeah, I know Benjamin Austin likes Russell Brunson. He's been, he's like, you got to get on Russell Brunson. Always telling me I got to get on there. And then as soon as he said that to me over the phone, all his ads show up on my Facebook now. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. They're monitoring us. <laughs> ben, if you're interested, I mean, he is a personal friend of mine. So I'd love to connect you with him. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Obviously, I'm, I'm just looking to just continuously grow and get better. And uh, you were talking about the Bible. And I was going to say, for many years, next to my, uh, on my dresser side table, used to be uh, foot, I think it's called foot, footprints. Footprints, yeah. Yeah, where it was talking all about how at certain times there were only one set of footsteps, and that was the time when I would carry you. And and I remember reading that, and it used to be very clear in my head for many years. But so many people reference the Bible. There's so many good stories that can be used in business and everything. So it's uh, it's very interesting, very interesting. Yeah. For sure. So any final thoughts? Any final words of wisdom for the viewers? Words of wisdom for the viewers. Gosh. <laughs> you know, I'll say this. The most effective person in a room or in an organization is not always the genius, but it's always the genius maker. And so I, I look at life, I look at relationships kind of like a funnel, you know, if you've ever changed the oil on a car or bake something, you know what a funnel looks like, right? Yeah. And in order for your funnel to be full, that means that it has to be like clogged up. Well, life is very similar to that. Like when we clog up our funnel, the only way for you to grow or learn or do something else or move to another point, take in more data, make more relationships. You have to let that plug out. You have to release it. And so very similar to that live stream that you mentioned, sometimes you have to make some removals to make some moves. And, and if you can live life as if there's always another explanation, you always have an opportunity to grow and see the other side of the coin. You know, I mean, Ben, think about it this way, your business dash cam specialist, right? Like what is one of the main reasons why people put dash cams in so that they can get the facts, right? This is exactly what happened. But if we don't have your service and your product in our car, we're going to depend just like everything else in life, on two or three or four other experiences to make an educated decision, right? If there's a car yeah. accident and the police show up, well, they ask all the witnesses and they kind of make an educated guess as to what happened because they weren't there, but they're taking different perspectives. So if we live life as if there's always another explanation, well, when you think that the sky is blue and so-and-so thinks that it's turquoise, why is that? Are they colorblind? 
Is it because of the angle in which they're viewing that sky? Or maybe it's the books in your business or the customer experience that your sales rep said that they were just a butthole and you talk to the customer and it's like, no, they thought that the sales rep was a butthole. And wait, I think y'all just didn't communicate well enough and you both had the best intentions, right? So when we can look at life as if there's always another explanation, we have an opportunity to grow. And if we're growing, we're going. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually just yesterday, I was telling a client, he goes, somebody hit me while parked. So, you know, this insurance company will just cover me. It's not my fault. And I go, I go, the insurance company is going to look at it as though maybe you hit something, right? Yeah. And you just don't want to admit it. And you just want them to cover it. And he goes, well, no, but I didn't. I'm like, I understand that you didn't. But if you had a dash camera, you could have proved otherwise. And he's like, he goes, yeah, but I don't get it. And I'm like, I know you don't get it, but this is how insurance companies look at it. And that's the problem. They might look at it and go, oh, we believe you because of how it was hit and whatever in this trajectory, but you don't know without video evidence. So one of my buddies in my small group at church is a fraud adjuster in an insurance agency. And I learned stuff just last night. Like, holy cow, y'all are always looking at the other side of the coin because you're not trying to pay. You're taking all my money all year round, but you're not willing to pay because you're trying to find every reason not to. I mean, come on now. Come yeah, on. it's the truth. It's just the world today, right? But I mean, this is awesome having you on, Bryce. Really appreciate you giving us our time. And hopefully one of these days I get down to Texas, we'll meet in person, share a coffee. <laughs> make it happen, man. Let's make it happen. I appreciate you. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for your time. Yeah. I mean, if anybody's listening and anything that I said resonates with you, like make sure you reach out. My name is Bryce McKinley. Uh, if you're viewing this, you can see my name right down here at the bottom. If you're interested in real estate, please, by all means, I'd love to help you. I, I was homeless 10 years ago and I've built a hundred million dollar organization and I've been blessed to only live off of a fraction of that and uh, give the rest away. And so I'd love to show you what that looks like. I'll be honored to. So thank you for having me, Ben. That's awesome. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Focus on Customer Experience podcast. podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. For more information or to connect with Ben, check out Benjamin Del Grosso on LinkedIn at SafeDrive Solutions on Instagram or www.safedrivesolutions.ca online. We'll see you next time.